When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Yo, it's Father, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. I walk in with a bitch so damn bad, but I'm still gonna treat it like a doofus. Neck AMC movies, run with a crusoe. Alright, we got the one and the only legendary father jumping off the porch with us today. Yes, sir. How you feeling, twin? Um, good, good. You know, I'm a little, uh, feeling a little, little, I'm not hungover, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I haven't drank in like a week, which is good, but it's like a feeling of, I don't know, dehydrated, kind yeah. of. Yeah. I took a walk, it's sunny as hell out today. You know? <laughs> I, took a, I took a walk, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm trying to be like real proactive and healthy and shit. Bro, they said they got a new sun, like the heat different. Now. It's different, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. why I, I called myself walking to get some tacos the other day, yeah. and I was like, let me go get some tacos, all right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's this probably why outside. you feel a little dehydrated. Yeah, and I'm just like, nigga, the air fucked up. Like, I was, <laughs> I was dying. I was dying, but you know, yeah. So I'm a little, little hazy today. Real yeah, shit. But I'm yeah. glad you survived that walk and was able to make it here yeah. and chop shit with us though, yeah. for sure. For sure. So how does it feel to be back in the city of Atlanta, my dog? Um, I mean, it's lovely, honestly. Like, I mean, I was in LA for like what three, four years. That was cool, you know. It, was, it, was, it, was, it felt like going on a little side GTA mission, you know what I'm saying? Like a little GTA side mission shit, going to another city, you know, kind of mingling. I became like a, like a, you know, I feel like people go and move to other cities and they be like, I'm gonna go be mixy and shit. But I was like, nah, I wanna be a local. I wanna yeah. go to the grocery store. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm gonna go to the grocery store, I'm gonna get my food, I'm gonna walk back with my bags in my hand, you know what I'm yeah. Shit like that. I'm gonna be a local ass nigga in my neighborhood and just kinda, I just stayed to my neighborhood for the most part. Until, you know, like a year later and it's like I'm drinking and doing blow and going to Hollywood parties. But that, you know, the city just do that, I feel like. Oh, so that's the LA lifestyle. Just, yeah, you, you eventually kind of get kind of mixy. But for the most part, I was just like, you know, just bowling, fucking, you know, that was it every, every week, bowling. Bowling, tacos, uh, Little Tokyo. You know, that was it. That was really it, honestly. Well, I know you couldn't wait to come back home. Yeah, yeah, nah, it was, it, it was, it, then it was the no niggas thing kind of fucked me yeah. up. After a while, like, at first I was like, hell yeah, ain't no niggas out here, that's, that's you know, that's good. that's good, it was like, and then like, you know, two years later, I was like, damn, ain't no niggas out here, man. <laughs> no, I feel that shit though. I'm like, there's niggas out there, but it's not the same kind of niggas, it's a little, it's a little different, it's just, you know. It's different niggas. Yeah, like the niggas like, nah, you just wasn't in the right place, it's like, no nigga, I was, a, I've been, multiple places i got homies like you know all, all over there and shit and i went to different spots but still y'all not the same niggas like right. it's not it don't matter like you know i've had you know i had cookouts while i was there right. y'all not the same niggas nah, you know what I'm for saying? Sure. Like, nah, you know what you're talking about for sure yeah so let's take it back from the beginning for the folks who don't know originally born in mississippi right talk about your time in mississippi um for the most part it was that was like real country boy shit what you'd expect of a nigga in mississippi just like I'm in the woods. Bare feet, red dirt. Red dirt, jumping on mattresses, crossing ravines like in a Disney movie or some shit. Like some real like, you know, country kid shit. Like it was fun. 
Yeah, like, sure. I'm glad I'm glad I experienced that because I know my kid is not about to enjoy that type <laughs> of shit. But it gave, I feel like it gave me good good development, you know, feet, you know, dirt beneath my feet type shit. Real shit. For me being, you know. So at what age did you relocate, uh, relocate to Atlanta? It was 10, right? I was 10. Yeah. 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 So it was like, that was like right after the millennia shit, you know, 2000, Y2K, all that type of shit. Yeah. Right at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. At the right time. Real shit. Absolutely. Because, you know, how Mississippi was the, probably still the same. How would you describe the relocating and how was it hard transitioning to a new city? Um, man, I, well, back then, like, I feel like it, it turned me into more of the reclusive loner nerd type nigga that I became over you know several years past that point because you know Mississippi and shit like it's just a bunch of country ass kids running around playing fucking dirt you know what I'm saying like but once I moved to Georgia and you know I'm ten new school all that shit that's when I kind of was like eh, I'm be in the house like you know what I'm saying I became a real like in the house kid on the computer. Which is, I mean, good, I guess, at the same time for me getting older and then developing and learning computers and learning how to edit and all that type of shit to get to the point where, you know, to get where I am now. Right. So, I guess necessary. That's real. Yeah. What part of the city did you move to? When I, when I got here? When you went to Atlanta. Uh, I was in, fuck, where was I at? I didn't move to Atlanta initially. We were out in Hiram, Hiram, Georgia. Cause that's where my we moved here. We stayed with like my aunt, and she lived in Hiram. But then she got tired of us. So <laughs> <laughs> I used to tell that that story to my teachers and shit. And then they would like call home, like, "Is everything okay?" And it was like, "Nah, <laughs> niggas, this, this is what happens. Niggas get tired of each other. Like, it's not a big deal." Right. Like, yeah, we moved out of that spot, and then we was in Douglasville for a few years. That whole like West Side, West Side. Right, you right, know, right. Moved around Douglasville, Villarica, fucking before. You know, finishing up there you know, and coming to the city when I got, what, 17? Real shit. Yeah. What type of kid would you describe yourself as more so a teenager? Now we at 17. Teenager? Um, shit. Oh, man. Uh, real green, you know? Like, damn, what you mean by green? Ah, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? It's like, I feel like, all right. I'm going to say I didn't know nothing, but like I was saying, like, I didn't, I wasn't outside a lot. Right. You know, I, a little bit, a little bit, like up until like even 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 though I had friends in school and shit like that, up until like I was like 16, 17, I didn't hang out with none of them niggas outside of school. You know, I got on that bus, went home and I was back to recluse. You know what right. I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't I had no interest in hanging out with anybody in any neighborhoods and shit like that. Like, but at that point, you know, I, I guess I got around. It's like, oh, it's time to like get your shit together, go to college and all that yeah, type yeah. of shit. I became more like, oh, let me go. Let's go party a little bit, you know, let's go, let's go kick it and shit. Then, you know, college came and that's when like the liquor touched down. <laughs> <laughs> the liquor touched down and that's when I like, you know, I loosened up, For I sure. loosened up then. I feel like, I don't, I don't wanna say I was an uptight kid, but it was just kinda like, I don't know. That I went, I went, like I was, I was chill. I was just a yeah. chill, you know, did my shit and got out. You know, when I, was, when I was a teen, yeah. No, I feel that. Yeah. So at what point would you say you jumped off the porch? And what made you ultimately decide, you know what, it's time for me to goddamn switch shit up? Um, all right, so a little bit like midway through college and shit. Not even midway, like the first semester and shit. I was on bullshit immediately because I was like, oh, freedom. This shit crazy. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even, the thing is, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even like restrict it as a yeah. teen. Like, I could do what the fuck I wanted. But it was like, I, like, you know, being away and yeah. freedom. Because I was at Georgia State. Yeah. And niggas know how Georgia State used to be. Like, it, it was, I don't know how it is now, but 
Actually, I've seen some shit. It's crazy still now. Like, you know, motherfuckers be out there by that shell. Like, that's not, it used to be a shell. It's not a shell no more. But down there, right there at the, uh, what's the, I forget the street. I forgot the fuck. Where they was jumping on that nigga car and shit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that, I know, same, I know. that same shit has always been like that since, when I, since I went to school there. But around that time, I wasn't completely out yet, but that's when I started doing cool shit. Just like, oh, met, met the homies and shit. They're like, let's take a trip to New York. I'm like, oh, this shit cool. This shit fine. All right, all right. I'm seeing, I'm seeing more shit, you know. Yeah. I'm seeing more shit. I'm going down to Miami, mm. you know. I'm like, okay, all right. There's a world out there besides Mississippi and coming to fucking Georgia. And that's when I was like, hey, fuck this. I'm about to get to it. So I was like, let me, I was working at, uh, I was working at Grady. So I'm working at Grady and shit. You know, I was like, nah, I don't want to do this no more. I left there. I'm in school, so I'm, I'm showing, I started showing up to class. No sh- nothing, nothing on me. Like just, all right, all right, I'm about to go. I'll be back, y'all. My homies in there, they doing acid, smoking and shit. And I'm like, all right, I gotta go to class. Uh, so I go to class. I don't bring nothing with me, no bags, no papers, no books. I'm not taking no notes. I'm just sitting there. I want to hit the street and get to it. <laughs> I want to hit the street and get to it. Go, yeah. you know, go mingling and shit. Go be mixy. And then eventually I was like, all right, I'm not paying attention no more. I'm probably about to flunk out if I keep coming to class like this. So I just leave. You know, I leave. You know, I didn't kind of already started to amass the crew that would inevitably become Awful Records somewhat at that time and I'm just like nigga we got this like I like you know we throwing parties and shit in the city I'm like we can we can do this like yeah, I know I we got this you know what I'm saying? I, had, I had like I had the crazy faith in us at the time yeah. I could see it I could like I could just see it at yeah. all times I was like I see where we're gonna be you know it was That's crazy real shit. and then you know and then my mom like you know she's like well you, you about to leave school I'm like I got this mom <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trust Mama, me trust, trust me. me real shit I got the crazy play I can I can figure this shit out and naturally, I mean, after some fucking up, it worked out. Did you have a general interest in chemistry? Uh, that's shit. That's some shit from when I was like younger as a kid. Like you know, you see the lab coats. You know what I'm saying? And these are my these are my chemistry, right? Yeah, I know that's, what, I know that's what you were studying. Yeah, no, all right, I was studying um, like I guess it's like chemistry. Like, I, that's all right. Taking chemistry in college mm. is what made me realize. I'm not actually built for that at yeah, all. You know what okay. I'm saying? I, I think I think like the first grade I got back, like I will it was like it was like If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. I feel like it was less than twenty. Mm. It was like less than like I got like a twenty, twenty-five, some shit like that, and I was like, you know what, I'm not made for this. Dropped that shit, flunked, kind of almost flunked out my freshman year, and then I was like, let me go to the shit that comes natural, which is art. And then A's, A's, just crazy. This is effortlessly just A's. So I was like, yeah, let me just do the thing that feels natural to me instead of doing what is gonna make me necessarily, you know. What my mom says is gonna make me better. The idea of success. Yeah, I feel that. I yeah. Feel that. The family idea of success. That's why I was like, yeah, let me just go be a pharmacist, be a, a you know. It, it wasn't good. working. The school was too much for me. I was just like, I'm not there for it. Like, my yeah. brain wasn't, like, I was a great student before, but at that time period, I was just like, nah, it's too much going on. My brain not really in this. Nah, for sure. How hard was it for you to ultimately decide, you know what, I'm gonna drop out and I'm gonna pursue this off a record dream? Um, man, you know, I, 
I was real, real impulsive, you know? Um, I mean, I think, I think even, even now I'm still real impulsive. Once an idea gets in my head, I just go fully forward, you know? It's, it's done. So that, it wasn't that hard, truthfully. I was like, once, once it was like, I can do this, I, I pretty much just tapped out. Mm. Yeah. Who are some of the members that you had ultimately met during the time of you kind of, you know, forming everything together from the beginning? Who, who did I meet then? Yeah. Um, I met Keith Charles, Ethereal. Initially, I met well, um, one of the founding members of Awful. His name is Morian Thomas. I met him, and then he introduced me to his cousin, Keith Charles. Mm. Keith Charles introduced me to Ethereal, and then that became kind of the starting lineup, and then I met friends of friends of friends. Everybody, you know, we weren't, it was still very loose then. Everybody had their kind of, their own little circles before things kind of took off a couple of years later and became more of a, a tight-knit group. Also, uh, Archibald Slim. We went to, we were actually in college together. That's and true. Stalin as well. We were all in college together. But so how did everybody else ultimately come along? That was, is you know, just... Atlanta shit. Atlanta shit, yeah. yeah. Just like being in the same spot. Yeah. Then you got a house. We trash in the yeah, house. Everybody got a house. Everybody over that house. bitch yeah. smoking that shit out. Certain niggas just kind of stick around more than others, and that that becomes kind of core crew type of type of dynamic. Real still. Yeah. So, how did you even ultimately decide? You know, I'm gonna make music. Uh, let's see. So we all like me, Keith Charles, Ethereal. We live in together, at, at this spot called the Darlington up in it's like like somewhere in buck kind of like it's, it's, it's nice as fuck now it's called something else but it used to look like a fucking insane asylum but it's up there near buckhead kind of like right before you cross over into buckhead it's like a it's like a high rise it's a, actually it's a high rise like it's like one of the only ones that's really up there in that certain area so niggas niggas live in it now and they don't realize what it used to be it was it was the shit shithole it was a shithole full of crazy ass people it's like niggas like motherfuckers looking out the window like i'll chop your fucking head off like it was like psych <laughs> like genuine psychos in that bitch yeah domestic abuse like it was like nutty ass people but we lived there they working on music i'm just like the nigga that um oh man y'all guys are, are killing it you know taking pictures yeah. filming and shit like that you know coming up with ideas and i guess one day i don't i don't know what it was one day they just like hey you should just you should give it a shot and i'm like all right you know i'm making beats sound like shit it sounded like shit for like a year. I don't really get good at it immediately, but you know, I still got it on the side. But eventually, you know, like maybe like a year later, it's like it's starting to sound kind of decent. And I don't know when I started kind of rapping, but this might have been like 2013, 12, 12 or 13. Uh, somewhere around then, I was actually attempting, you know, to rap and shit. It, sound, it, was, it was cool. It was cool. Niggas eventually was just like, oh, you got it. Like, you yeah. know, if anybody can do it, you can do it. They're like, you got, you kind of can, you bridging the sound. Like, cause you know, they were, I feel like they were more, more left, more left indie. And we also, but we all as a crew loved listening to shit like Gucci. You know what I'm saying? Even though we made completely not that. Yeah. And then I kind of was in the middle of making shit and there was like, you could do it. They're like, you, you can bridge that little gap and actually make this work. Yeah, and then, you know, it just, I mean, the entire time I'm like, nah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I suck at this. I'm not that yeah. good. Like, I'm just fucking around. Like, I'm just fucking around. I don't know if this is gonna work yet. But what, you, you know, what song ultimately gave you that confidence? Like, hey, yo, um, I'm on to some shit. 
oh, I made this song. I think it might still be up. It's called Boy. I made this song called Boy. And this is when I was living in the West End. And this, this is like, 2000, this is like 2012, 2013. I made this song called Boy. And I was just, you know, just, I was like, this shit hard. And I'm taking it around places and shit. I went to, uh, I went to Follies, went to the Follies Strip Club. And I was like, hey, put this shit on. I was like, you know, I, was like, <laughs> I paid the DJ and shit, real classic, real classic nigga shit, like real yeah. classic Atlanta shit. I paid the DJ like 20 bucks, 50 bucks. I, don't, I can't remember how much it was, it was back then. But I paid the DJ, played the track, you know what I'm saying? I got this bitch dancing on me and shit. Like, I'm like, oh, is she into it? I was like, hey, <laughs> she killing it. She was killing it. She was killing it. I'm just like, oh, shit. I got, I got, a, I got a record right here. <laughs> this me, this me. She dancing. I'm like, I made this shit. Yeah. She going crazy. I'm like, I made this shit. This shit's amazing. <laughs> Like, but that, that one, that, that song, yeah. I, I believe it's still up. I think it was like the first, like one of the first songs I uploaded. So it, I believe it's still up on one of the projects. I'm not sure though. I that can't say real. for sure, but it might be out there. So let's get into the debut, Young High Ebony. Yeah. What was it like creating your first project and what were some of the emotions, if you remember any, like you were in the booth or you were trying to create this sound or you were trying to create this image for the visual, you know what yeah. I mean? Like how was it piecing everything together? Um, making that one, that one felt kind of weird. All right, so we, we had kind of come together as a crew somewhat, but it was real loose. It was kind of like, you know, everybody was, you know, not everybody had come together completely yet. Everybody was still trying to figure out what they was going to do. You know what I'm saying? I lived over there off of, uh, shit. I can't remember where I was at. Over, I was over near Gresham. Like, across from, it, it don't matter, the specifics don't matter, but I was, over, I was over in Gresham, and it was just me, my girl, um, one of our producers, Dexter, and his girl, and we just stayed in this one little spot, you know what I'm saying, not, you know, niggas wouldn't come over to, you know, visit and shit like that, but I was like, I gotta, like, you know, it was kind of like, like, I gotta rally some shit, like, I gotta make some shit, you know, make some shit happen, make a, like, you know, make a sound, so... I don't know, it was just kind of like a, like a feeling of, because there's, there's a lot of features on that project. So there's a lot of, lot of isolation and me trying to bring people together to finally jump shit off, I guess, in that project. That as well as the one before it, which was Lil Diddy, I think. So it was like, that's me finally kind of bringing people together and trying to collaborate and establish the initial footing that we could get. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy that you say that because you were bringing a lot of people together because oftentimes we hear your name in the city of Atlanta as one of the pioneers of bringing everybody together from the realms of that era, you know what I mean? Like yeah. from the McConeys and so forth, Cardi. So it's like a lot of people we hear and we credit you for it. What was it that you feel that just made you want to showcase other people's talent more so like of the city, you know what I mean? Just putting yeah. niggas on, you know what I mean? Uh, man, probably like how much I love like Wu-Tang, you know, I, I don't know, it's just it's like having a crew felt good, you know, even even prior to that, like we was always like a weird crew of niggas that they were like, we don't know what the fuck they're doing, it's like a cult, you know what I'm saying, it just kind of naturally just happened that way, and I love the, com the, the camaraderie, just feel, it feels good, it feels good, so it's like, and I know, like, I was like, my niggas are tight, like these niggas fine, like this, we good, like I just wanted to make sure that everybody seen that. Um, so I did kind of go on like a little crusade for a bit, like handpicking people, whereas like, like Abra, for, for, for instance, like I met Abra, she was still in college, we went to the same school, but I didn't know her back then. I met her in college, 
and it was just a random ass party. I heard a song of hers. She was in that bitch upside down doing a keg stand. And I was like, I don't know, something in my brain was like, she fit them, she fit it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, she fits. So I just spent that next year being like, hey, come link, fuck with us, fuck with us, fuck with us. It's gonna take off, we gonna snap, we gonna go crazy. And that's kind of how it was with everybody. Like, as soon as I seen something in somebody, I'm just like, hey, get over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm telling you, this is gonna, it's gonna go. I'm, I don't know. This meticulously just picking the homies. No, that's some real but, shit. Yeah. Did you know Cardi would be the success that we know him for today? Yeah, yeah. No yeah. shit. Niggas seen that you shit. You called it first. I ain't gonna lie. Niggas seen that shit. I'll say Ethereal called it first. I'll say that. Because he was like, he was a young, wild nigga, and I was trying to like wrangle niggas. And you know what I'm saying? So he, he... Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It was automatically like not opposed, but it was, it was like, all right, man. Hey, you can't be. Hey, calm down. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> like, it was like it was like the young, like because he, he was like the, one of the youngest niggas in crew, and he was just you know wild. So I was like, hey, bro, relax. Like you know, chill out, chill out a little bit. But yeah, nah, we seen that shit. I mean, he's charismatic. Like he automatically back then most charismatic nigga of the crew. That's crazy. Yeah. Did you know? Look at Riss would do what he did. Yeah, yeah, honest, like I, mean, I felt it, because I think that's why I initially even called uh, McConan and Key over, because I was like, hey, this, it's, this is one, it felt like one of the ones, you know? Like, it just felt like one of the ones of the project. So I don't, like I would say, I, like back then I was extremely, there's certain things that would just hit me, and I was, it would just, I'd be like, I'm extremely confident in this working. Like, it always, everything felt like it would just be true. That's weird. I, know, I can't explain it. But back then, certain things when like I could just immediately be like, that works. That's not gonna work. This is gonna work. It's a little bit harder now that I've gotten you know gotten older. Things have changed a little bit. I feel like you know I don't have the same, you know, whatever the fuck it is. I can't even say it's a genetic wild. I don't know what the fuck it is. But there's a there's a thing that used to just boop back there. They used to be like, this is it. I'm very Hell confident yeah. in this. Yeah. Yeah. Now that we got the backstory out the way, let's fast forward now and speed okay. up time a little, right? Yeah, yeah. Now we're back, father, right? Actual father at this point. Congratulations yeah. on fatherhood. Thank you. You know what I mean? What would you say shifted in your mental that is here now versus the young artist coming up and producer back then? Uh, man, I feel like back then I was just I, I was just doing shit to do it. You know, I feel like you know a lot of the time back then it's like I'm gonna be successful. I'm uh, you know, you know, get to the spread, whatever. Like I'm just, but at the same time, just, just doing shit to do it. It sound like a good idea. It sound fun. You know what I'm saying? That's why I was doing so many, you know, doing drugs and shit without a care in the world. Like, not thinking about like, oh, you might OD. Niggas like, I'm doing shit to do. It's fun. Niggas like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't move like that now. You know, everything kind of has to have a reason, a purpose, which might be bad. You know, but also, you know, it just, I just, I need a reason to even step out the house. That's you know real. what I'm saying? Yeah, I just, I'm not. I'm not as risky. So that's some real shit. Yeah. I, I kind of like you know. I step forward with intent now more so than before. Where I was just doing shit to do it half the time. I'm gonna go make this move just to do it. I'm gonna end up in a shitty situation because I did it just to do it and it wasn't a good idea. But now nah, I think things way more through. 
Like you can live with the consequence of whatever came your way. Yeah, yeah. I Some fuck that. shit happened, I just go on. Like I can't, you know, at this at this at this age and having kids, I can't take steps back. You know? So I can't just be out here just trying shit for True. the fuck of it. How hard is it for you to be vulnerable about what you do in your personal time or what you've been through in personal situations and other people come forth and be like, yo, I relate to that. I know yeah. it's a lot, it take a lot for somebody to just be able to be like, yo, I did this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or oh, I'm doing this, I'm okay. trying this. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've, I've, even back then, I kind of, I tend to overshare. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's like, I don't know what it is, but I've heard people say it's some Leo shit. You know what I'm saying? I tend to overshare. So it's kind of it's kind of easy to be like you don't want to like you, you, I hate to appear weak too much sometimes, but it's like also I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just I'm a very like live and let live person. Like some shit happened, oh man, whatever, move the fuck on. You know, I rub somebody the wrong way, move on. You know, that type of thing. So I don't I never really second guess a lot of that. You know, being vulnerable and telling where I fucked up. You know, because you know I've succeeded in a lot of places, so it's like it kind of balances out to me. Anyway, it's not like I'm a complete fuck up and I'm in hell and I just right. <laughs> have ruined lives and ruined my <laughs> life. <laughs> I ain't gotta lie about nothing. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like there's there's good that comes. You know, there's good and bad. There's bad that you know comes with the good. Like, so I feel like I can be very open. You know, with my success and my failures, and I don't feel any kind of way about it. No, that's some real shit. Yeah. What can we expect? from husband two, now that we are back, yeah. full-fledged, original sound, original yeah. movement, and it's like, the, it feels the same, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. almost like, yo, this that old father, like he coming back type shit, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a, a feeling of nostalgia a little bit. So what do you feel like we can expect from this project that we gotten back then that niggas might've forgot about? Um, I'll say this, during my time period, I feel like things might've changed for fans and people listening to me during a time period where I was uh, kind of breaking away from the mold of indie, father, awful records type, you know, Atlanta type shit, and moved to LA, signed to, signed to Sony. And at that point in time, you're kind of like, shit, you're giving me all this money, I have to produce records that are big, and they sound right. like this, and then, you know, they're pop, and all that type of shit. And that's not necessarily what people fuck with me in the first place for. But either way, that's kind of what the label system pushes you to do. Even if nobody directly tells you that, you in your head know what major label pop records sound like and you kind of go for it. But again, like I'm saying, that's not what necessarily what your fans that you've established independently for years wanted you to do. Mm. But you know, since, since leaving and doing like, you know, I did Young Hot 2, and now husband too, which is while I did the first husband while I was there trying to make bigger records, I feel like this one is slightly different because I'm being much more experimental akin to when I first started out. You know, I'm not really, doesn't, I don't, I, and also again, like I was saying, I be letting, I be doing shit off the fly sometimes. I'm just like, you know, I don't, what do you, like, what are you gonna tell me? You know, mm. like, oh, this sounds like shit. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, I, all right, man, I don't, right, I'm, right. I'm trying to be experimental. Like, you know, I'm, I just want to, I'm having more fun with it now, I guess. I'm making songs that I want to hear and want to listen to more often. That's good. You know, so, and I feel that's initially what I was doing. More so than trying to cater exactly to a crowd that 
that you really can't predict. You don't know what the fuck they want. Dang. For real, for real. They don't know what the fuck they want. They think they do. They just know your shit hot and they want that shit on whenever they outside yeah. type shit. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, they don't, you know what I'm saying? Fucking like, listen to look, look, that, 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 that nudie track that just came up. <laughs> <laughs> like, nigga, like, what the fuck? But you never, you don't know that you want that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you didn't know that you wanted that. But then like, as soon as you hear it, it's like, hey, why the fuck didn't I think it is? Yeah. This is amazing. Like, that's just great. Real shit, yeah. though. You just got to kind of just do some shit. You know, just get in there and do shit. You know, not think too much about that. You nah, know, sure. in the creative process. Being that you are originally a producer and an artist, is there some newer artists that you're working with now? Am, am I working with newer artists? Uh, I have people that I want to work with, but it gets kind of, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I think this is weird. You know, it's, it's, it, I don't know. I, like, the only person I've worked with recently that I'm like, man, this has been a great process is, is Tony. Tony Shout Schnell. out Tony Schnell. Yeah, Tony, I feel like niggas love Tony. Tony's a great, that's niggas a great, love Tony, that's a great guy. That's a <laughs> no great cap, fucking guy. No that is a real nigga, bro. Yeah, like, and even, even the times afterwards when we hung out, I'm just like, man, you're cool as fuck. <laughs> you're like, you, 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 <laughs> you're a cool young nigga. No like, cap. I like, like you, you'd be a, you're a great friend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, we're not, we're not crazy close. We, we've licked a couple of times. I'm just like, you somebody that I'm you're like, hey, come person, over. Like, bro. I'm like, me and the family, we're about to have a little thing. Like, come over, like, kick it. Yeah. Like. That's one person I've worked with where I'm just like, yeah, you, you cool, you cool. But other people I've tried, I've reached out to certain people and it's just kind of like the, I don't know, it's, there's something missing there. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, I guess everybody, I, I would say in this day and age, people aren't so loose, you know? Everybody's a little uptight and kind of like, they just trying to win, which I get, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's just trying to win. And if I can't instantaneously provide you with that win, maybe you just don't give a fuck. You know? Everything real transactional nowadays. Everything is very transactional. And that's what I was saying with Tony, it didn't feel transactional. Facts. It felt like, hey, hell yeah, this is tight, let's link. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. And a lot of motherfuckers don't do that no more. No, that's real. Yeah. What do you feel like the city is missing when it comes to back in the days, you know, we'll see like bigger producers or even bigger artists support what's going on in the city that's making yeah. motion, you know what I mean? Right. But I feel like nowadays it's kind of like forgotten about, you know what I mean? Like unless you're making a certain amount of noise, nobody cares to like really reach out and like support the movement that you're trying to build or momentum or push the momentum you're trying to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Keep up. So what do you feel like we need to keep that story of Atlanta sticks together and Atlanta got the best artists and being the music capital that we are, what do you feel we need to keep pushing that momentum for? Shit, man. Um because, I mean, it ain't really even changed since before that. Because people say that, that, you know, we stick together and all that. But it's, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of strife and, like, rivalries that build anyway. And outside looking in, it always appeared like, oh, man, these niggas is, like, everybody's so cool. They all, they probably all fuck with each other. And we know that is not the case. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> at all. Like, at the fuck all. Like, there's been beef for forever. But I think what it, what it, what it, it does, it make it appear, it, what makes it appear that way is all of these larger crews, you know what I'm saying? They, they build up from within their ranks. Like we were saying earlier with like the YSL situation, it was like, YSL thug pulled up people from yeah. his side of town, right. his neighborhoods, and 
I don't know, maybe because of all of the gentrification, these neighborhoods are gone now, you know? So maybe that's part of the problem, but I don't know. It's gonna, it's, I feel like it's gonna be very difficult to rectify because like, there's so much, you know, I'm, I'm from out of town, but either way, we had like a crew and we built that shit up and it became a thing and we had young niggas that we right. could pull up and shit like that. Right. But I don't know, now, 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 2023, being around the city, that shit is completely fucking different. You know what I'm saying? A lot of folks aren't from the same place and it's not the same niggas in these different neighborhoods. And they very nice. Like they're, a lot of the spots are like the west side, not the west side no more. That shit is completely fucking different. So I think maybe that is, is the initial reason for it seeming like nobody's getting bigged up by the older homie from before. It's because they, they, they neighborhood is gone. Yeah, yeah. That, that closeness is gone. That, you know, it doesn't exist anymore. You gotta go to a whole nother side of town to meet somebody that you used to be like right here with. Yeah, yeah, that shit's dead. Unless you about to be like, oh, my niggas in Douglasville, my niggas in Gwinnett. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that's, that's about it. Like, yeah. in terms of like the different pockets in the city though, that shit, them shit's gone. Them, them apartments is, cause I feel like that's what a lot of niggas probably did back then. It's like, everybody in the apartments is my crew and them shits is. Right. <laughs> Nah, for sure. Yeah. So I'm just like, it sounds bleak, but I'm gonna be honest, it is bleak, you know? Shit's changed. So the most you can do is big up the nigga that's in your city on the internet. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no cap. We got this new tour coming up. You're gonna yeah. hit four cities. What made you come up with this plan? Like, you know what? I'm gonna come up with this tour, but I only wanna hit four cities. All right, so that wasn't in, all right. It's some. It is somewhat. All right, man. See, like they're laughing <laughs> this at shit. Peter, it's all right. It's somewhat. It's while it's while it is somewhat my fault. It's also be, you know. I don't know. I'm gonna just uh, huh. Pandemic. Pan yeah, pandemic. That shit kind of like fucked up touring a bit. It's like it's just not. You can't just just go anywhere. Before you kind of just be like, I'm on the road, hit every city, and then like. It's all right. Niggas is bored. Ain't nothing to do. Niggas is gonna be there. But now, it's, you know, you might hit somewhere and it's dead. And it's like, ugh, ugh. It ruined the whole fucking, you know, it ruined your whole your whole vibe of the night and shit like that. So, I I wanted to, you know, simplify it. You know, booking wanted to simplify it as well. And also, I have two kids now, so it's like I can't be gone for very long. Because initially, I was like, I don't even want to go on no tours. I just want to do a show a weekend. You know. But you know, obviously that's not economically smart. It was like, nigga, hit, hit a quick, hit a quick four and then come home. There you yeah. go. You know what I'm saying? Like, hit a quick four, hit a quick five, go home to your kids and shit. Like, so that's what that's basically, at the core of it, that's the reason. I have two kids. I have a newborn too. You know, he just popped up. So, <laughs> yeah, no. that motherfucker just popped. Up. I can't be gone for like two, three weeks at a time like I used to be. Real shit, man. Yeah. So now that we got husband two out, six tracks. What would you say is your favorite? Um, I think everybody's favorite is Oxenfree because that's the most cool, cool nigga rap shit. My favorite is track six, Sanctuary, which is some, I don't know, it just, it just sounds, it sounds heavenly. It's like, it's, like a, it's like a sound that I would want to go into more. I don't know if people would be very receiving of it, but you know, it's, it's very, it's, it, feels, it feels elegant, you know? It, and it's based off it's based off this game Diablo that I was playing recently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So besides music, what's some of the shit you've been working on? Um, I took I took a jury class. What? Yeah. So you making jury and shit now? 
Yeah, yeah. I made a. I wish I had it. I, had, I made a really, really nice silver dagger. Like it was fucking fire. It was, it was a silver switchblade. So I made a switchblade about this big. It's fucking gas. Thanks, somebody stole it though. Damn. Yeah. It was so. It was like the first, the first piece of jewelry I ever made, and somebody stole it. But that's kind of something I want to get into. Like I really love jewelry. Yeah. Even though I don't, I don't buy a bunch of it because it's overpriced. Yeah, but yeah, but the pieces I do have, like custom, like the Off Records piece, is custom. I have a fucking Sailor Moon wand that I got from my girl, custom. But I'm really in a jury, so I took, you know, she got me some classes, my girl, and I was like, this is cool, you know, you know, like some real, like you know, custom, like I'm in a classroom for you know three, four hours, like making jury and shit. It was cool as fuck. That's it was dope. a good change of pace from being like music industry type shit like going to class that shit gets draining bro yeah music industry shit it does it gets it gets not fun yeah it's not it gets not fun you really got to start to find some other shit to do real shit yeah what made you start this shit back up with so awful huh what made you start this shit back up again with so awful entertainment oh all right so you know after the pandemic we kind of like it just didn't it stagnated you know we were with Sony. We left Sony. It was gonna, we're gonna, we were gonna move on to doing a new imprint somewhere else, but it was just, the, the pandemic happened, shit shut down for an entire year. The team decided like, ah, we kinda wanna go do something else. So we all parted ways. And me just, you know, this is like my first son was born. I'm focused on like, nigga, I gotta work at, worry about me. I can't worry about building a label up and shit like that. So it kinda just fell to the wayside during that time period in around like 2000. Not 2000, what the fuck am I talking about? 2020, yeah. <laughs> See, this <is> the cup. <laughs> <laughs> the cup. 2020, so around 2020, I was, you know, it just kind of was like, ah, oh, man, we don't really, nobody really had their heart in the label anymore. You know what I'm saying? I especially didn't, because during that time period, I was like, I'm working on my solo career and making sure my shit hard. I can't really focus on the label shit. But I guess the team got tired of, I don't know. I can't, I can't speak for other niggas, but it was just parted ways. It kind of just fell to the wayside and then I didn't really give it any focus anymore. And over the past couple of years, it just kind of just sat there as a brand. And that never stopped motherfuckers from hitting my email every single day though. So it was like the awful email every day is somebody being like, hey, check out my record. Sign me to this, sign, sign. Can I, are, you, are you guys accepting new? Like, I'm like, I'm sitting there and it's like, man, shit difficult right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't have the time or the focus for this. Shit difficult. So I'm just, like, I'm just like, man, I hate to have to ignore all these people that just are so interested in becoming part of this label. <clears throat> but realistically, it's just me. I'm the only nigga right now checking, checking, for, checking any, of this, any of these messages. It's like, I just don't have the attention or the time or the focus for that. So get to now making so awful i was like i kind of just was like for, for a minute i was like it's defunct we're done the label is done but i don't know at some point something hit me and i was like you know what nah it's not you know what i'm saying like i guess just seeing the countless emails come in every day still to this fucking day i was like it's we're, it's not dead it's not you know so it was kind of like a like i guess i called it like like a, like a like a rally cry like a call to arms type of song where it's like hey nah like you know we're still, it's still, it's still budding, it's still alive, it's still here, you know. That's real. Yeah. So what can we expect from So Awful 2023? 
Um, well, shit, coming in, well, this, what, what month are we in? Uh, July. July? Yeah. We'll see, you know? It was more so, it's more so, it's more, huh? 10 year anniversary. That's, that's, tw- that's next year. Oh, okay. So, all right, even though we did start kind of a little bit sooner, 2020, we're, we're building back up this year, you know, and um, 2024 is the more so 10 year anniversary of things that popped off. So I'm more so focused on doing things then. Right now we're just working on what we're gonna do next year. Okay. And you know, it, I think it's gonna be cool. I can't, I can't say much, I don't wanna promise too much shit now, but we're trying to work on doing some really cool shit for the anniversary, especially now that I'm back home in Atlanta and I feel like niggas will fuck with it. Like, you know, maybe, you know. Yeah, many man. festival types. I don't mean, shut up. I, mean, hey, I don't want to put too much on it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, mean, I, I could be fucking wrong. I could, I could lose an arm in the next two months and then be like, fuck everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. Like, shit, shit, shit happens. Got, you know, patch that shit up. We got right, right. this shit going on. Yeah, yeah, nah, nah, yeah. But, but yeah, we're, we're, we're working on some shit right now. Nah, for yeah. sure, man. Father, you already know the city love you. Already know we love you, bro. We appreciate you coming to the porch and fucking with us one time, man. Absolutely. Real spill, man. Father, we appreciate you. Okay, what a bitch so damn bad, but I'm still gonna treat it like a doofus. Neck AMC movies. Run with a crew so rough.